Hello everyone, I am Ashley and I have teamed up with the Cara Project to write this week's Bible study on the Concealed Treasure Parable. The focus of this week's parable, which is just a single verse, is making God our ultimate treasure. Before we jump in, I just want to take a couple minutes and discuss the parable this week, uh, just to make sure that we're all on the same page as we try to set up the framework in which we view the story. So context, history, author, reading the passage, and then applying it to our lives. So let's get started with context. As we enter into chapter 13, we find that Jesus left a house uh, that he was in, and he went to go sit by the sea. A crowd began to gather around him, and when it got quite large, he entered into a boat and continued teaching just offshore. It is thought to be the Sea of Galilee, which is really unique. Uh, the sea, it's nestled between the hills on the east uh, and the, the mountainous Golan Heights on the west. Um, the sea is actually 700 feet below sea level, which is crazy. Um, and then there's these caves offshore um, just along the coast of the sea. So your voice can be amplified um, and it can carry an echo so a lot of people can hear you. Once Jesus was offshore, he began to teach the crowd using parables. He preached several parables there to the people, the parable of the sower, of the weeds, the mustard seed, and the yeast. However, when he went to explain the parable of the weeds, he left the crowds and went into a house, um, which that occurs in verse 36. His disciples followed him into the house and they asked for an explanation into the parable of the weeds. He explained the parable and then he went on to tell them three more parables, one of which was the hidden treasure. So let's move on to history. Ancient title deeds to land typically specified ownership in both the land and everything in it. And in this story, there's a peasant, presumably a tenant, living on and working the field. Or he could have just been a man passing through, or maybe the land was for sale and he was checking out the parcel before purchasing it. Either way, we don't know. We just know that the man found something valuable on it. And so when he went to purchase the deed to the land, he then became the owner of everything on the land and in the field. The author of the parable is Matthew, who was one of Jesus's disciples. He was a Jewish tax collector before he met Jesus and was called to follow Jesus in the town of Capernaum. His audience and his focus was to Greek, the Greek speaking Jewish world and his interest was showing that the Messiah, or Jesus, was the King of Israel who came to fulfill all the Old Testament prophecies. Most scholars agree that Matthew's account of the gospel was written between 50 and 90 AD. So when I'm reading a passage like this, I like to focus on three questions. What is the text saying? What does the text mean? And what does it mean to me? To help answer these three questions, I read the passage through slowly in its entirety. Then I read it a second time. And uh, again, I just take my time. It's helpful to try a couple different translations um, and diversifying those translations too, uh, a word for word, a thought for thought, a paraphrase. Uh, King James is an excellent example of a word for word. Also an English standard version is another one. Uh, thought for Thought could be a New International version, uh, paraphrase versions like the New Living or the Message. 
Uh, focus on things that stand out and some other helpful resources too. If you encounter some words that stand out and you don't exactly know what it means or the definition, would be Vine's Dictionary or Strong's Concordance. Uh, just a couple tools. Um, they can help broaden the understanding of the Greek words and the phrases in the passage. Um, also other places where we can find them in scripture. The uh, CARA website, caraproject.com, thecaraproject.com, in the content library, under recommended resources, there are links for these books if you like paper copies, or if you want to check out the website, you can do um, blueletterbible.com is just one of many, and it's a free resource. Um, so as you move through the study, think about historical interpre interpretation and application in your life. The value of heaven is so great that no earthly wealth or possession will ever compare. Have you thought about the value of the kingdom of God to you? Um, for the man in the parable, he sold everything. Uh, we don't know what that is specifically, but it could have been his house, all of his belongings, maybe some animals if he had any on his property. He knew that the treasure vastly outweighed everything he owned in its importance and in its value. And um, he gave up everything, he sold everything in his joy. That is so important to remember. It wasn't begrudgingly, it was joyfully done. It's so important to understand that the kingdom of heaven can't be purchased with earthly money. That's also something that I wanna stress as well. The cost or the price is what we're willing to give up to obtain it. To ask it another way, what is it that I'm not able to let go of in my life to obtain the kingdom of heaven? A few chapters later in uh, Matthew 19, Jesus gives us more information about the truth conveyed in this parable. He says in verse 28, everyone who gives up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Um, that is huge. <laughs> so, I hope God enriches your life with these words and with the devotional this week. Thanks for listening.